praise in the house tonight. I think that was good enough for me, but can we give God some praise in the house tonight? Maybe your neighbor ain't got it yet, but anybody thankful that God gave you one more day? I love that song. The chains, what were you saying? The chains are broken? I received that tonight. The chains are broken. The chains are broken tonight. Have I got a witness that can say the chains? I feel like I'm in Texas tonight. A broken all the change. Whatever's been holding me tonight, gotta let me go. Whatever's been holding my family, gotta let me go. Whatever's been holding my mind, gotta let me go tonight. The change. Yes. God tonight. The chains are broken tonight. <sighs> Listen, grab your Bibles very quickly. Let's go to Mark chapter 10. I could stay there all night. <laughs> because the, the truth of the matter is, when you've been in bondage, I just need about seven folks tonight to help me preach. When you've been in bondage, you know what it's like to be in chains. And there's something about being free that you can't keep quiet. Oh, y'all not going to talk back to me. It's something about being free that I don't care what you think about what I have on. I don't care what I've been going through, but when I've been free. Thank you, Lord. The chains are broken tonight. Grab your Bibles, let's go to Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, and we're going to start with the 46th verse, Mark chapter 10. Amen. Sound technician, I don't have that much of a voice tonight, and so if you can give me just a little bit more volume. Praise the Lord, there it is. I can hear myself tonight. Amen. Before I, while I have you standing, it gives me great privilege and honor. Can we select, uh, praise the angel of this house, Pastor Venice? Come on, clap your hands for the men of God tonight. Amen. Bless you. Now watch this. I'm going to be very honest and transparent with you. Um, one thing as pastors, you just don't let anybody get in your pulpit. Amen. Because the truth of the matter is, everybody's preaching is not preaching. Not preaching the same thing. And so I thank God that he's allowed um, Sister Alicia to allow me to come and share with you this week. I dare not waste your time, but I believe I don't take preaching engagements. I take assignments. Amen. I take assignments. I didn't come, to, I didn't, I didn't come down here to play with you. I came that you leave here better. Amen. 
Amen. I'm just a country boy from Texas, and I pastor a Starlight Missionary Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. And so we are excited to be here tonight. Amen. Amen. Are we there? Mark chapter 10, and we're going to start with the 46th verse. And it reads, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Verse 47 says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, we all understand what verse 48 says. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the great more idea, the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Verse 52 is where we close. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately, somebody shout immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Amen. Just for a few seconds, I'm going to talk about my begging season is over. Now, I know this sermon is not going to be for everybody, and I understand that. But I just believe that God sent me all the way to Cincinnati, Ohio, to tell you that your begging season is over. Let me, let me go. Father, we thank you now for this word. We thank you now that you give us the word that we shall speak tonight. Allow your people to be revived, released, uh, renewed tonight. God, I'm praying now that we can ignite the fire in your people. Father, that those who didn't know you would come asking what must they do to be saved. God, those that are here can be uplifted and encouraged. God, I decrease that you increase. If I'm too high, bring me down. If I'm too low, lift me up, but hide me behind the cross that nobody sees me tonight, but that everybody sees you. God, we give your name, praise, and glory. Let the word do the work in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I, I always like to preface my crowd because I always like preaching. And I, I, I don't need a lot of folks, but I need about seven folks that will help me preach tonight. Do I, can I count on seven people? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got my seven. Watch this. Um, I want to start off today by helping you understand that God is not moved by your problem. God is not moved by your problem. He's not moved by your concerns. Uh, he's not moved by what you're going through. He's not moved by your, by your temperament. He's not moved by your attitude. Um, God is not moved if you want to praise him or if you don't. Because the truth of the matter is sometimes we just don't feel like, oh, y'all ain't never been there before. Uh, sometimes I, I don't feel like lifting my hands. Sometimes I just don't feel like coming to church. My body could be tired. My mind can be exhausted. Am I talking to anybody that has to press their way to get to church some Sundays? I just need about seven real folks that say every Sunday I came here, it wasn't because I felt like it. 
is because I had to put this blouse on and these skirt on and say, I'm going to press my way because the hell I've been through this week. I owe God a praise this week. And I want to help you understand something tonight, that God is not concerned of who you are or what you are. He's concerned about if you will go to the source to solve your issue. Uh, can I help you understand something tonight? I, I remember I remember when I was a boy, um, I, I was told in my church Sunday, I told him a story I really told him on myself. I remember going to Westfield High School in Houston, Texas, and I was on the bus, and I was on the bus back in this, back in this time in the late 90s. Yeah, see, I said it like it was a long time ago. In, in the late 90s. In the late 90s. <laughs> there was a phenomenon going on in our school called sour pickles. And every day, everybody in school wanted a sour pickle. And there was one person always that had candy. She always had money. She always had a bag full of sour pickles. And one, one day, I got on the bus. I said, Natalie, I sure would like to have uh, a sour pickle. She, asked, she looked at me right in my face. She says, Jason, beg me for it. I said, okay, uh, what do you mean? I want to see how bad you want it. And so I started saying, please let me have the pickle. Pretty please let me have the pickle. And as I, as I, as I asked more and more time, she began to get more and more sturdy. She had more of an attitude. Why? Because she, she felt good having me beg for something she had. But the truth of the matter is, I didn't have to beg for nothing. If I would have took it upon myself, I could have had my own money, got my own pickle, and I wouldn't have to beg nobody. What are you saying tonight? All I'm saying is when you get ready to leave here tonight, you ain't going to have to beg nobody for nothing. I ain't going to have to beg you for a ride. I'm not going to have to beg you to call me back. I'm not going to beg you to show for choir rehearsal. I'm not going to have to beg you for nothing. Get into the text. Yes, God. Now, if you can look at the text, Mark chapter 10, verse, verse 46, it starts with, and Jesus came to a city called Jericho, and he's dealing with a man by the name of Bartimaeus. His name is really not Bartimaeus. His name, his, his name is really not described because Bar is son of in the Greek Timaeus, so he's the son of Timaeus. Okay? So watch this. He's the son of Timaeus, and he's in a city called Jericho. As Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, he has to pass through Jericho. But if you know about Jericho in Joshua chapter 7, Joshua had already cursed the city of Jericho. So somebody shout, curse city. His name is Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. Timaeus means nasty, corrupt, filthy, watch this, and honorable. So, Pastor, when I was studying, I was doing my Greek and my Hebrew syntax. I was studying, doing my word study. I said, God, you have to explain this to me. How can he be nasty, filthy, but yet honorable? He says, well, Jason, look at yourself. 
He says, haven't you loved me some days and messed up other days? See, I knew y'all was going to get real quiet there. I just need about six real folks to say, yes, I've had some habits. I've had some bad ways. But yet I still knew who God was. And I'm thankful that he didn't give up on me when I wasn't faithful. I wish I had somebody help me preach there. Man, don't let this suit fool you. Don't let this half fool you. Baby, I've been some places I shouldn't have been. I've said some stuff. I don't know if you have this problem in, in Cincinnati, Pastor, but in Houston, people like to forget where they come from. You, you don't have that problem in Cincinnati, but in Houston, Texas, we have a problem where people forget what God brought them out of. It ain't that you've just been so holy. It's just that God covered you. It ain't that you've just been right. It's just he gave you another chance. And I thank God that he didn't put my business on Channel 13. And you ought to be thankful that nobody saw you coming out of a hotel. I wish I had somebody to help me preach here. I'm glad that God covered me. So I have some ways, but yet I still love God. And now I'm in a cursed city. I'm in a cursed city. I'm the seed of a nasty, corrupt, yet honorable man. And the last part is I'm now a beggar. Cursed city, seed of a nasty, corrupt, unclean man, yet honorable. But now I'm blind. Not only am I blind, but I'm blind and begging. If I had to give you a point tonight, I would have to give you the first thing is, you will beg wherever you're blind. Justin, I don't think you heard your boy tonight. Let me say it one more time. You're going to beg wherever you're blind. Let me make it make sense. When you don't realize that you are enough, you will beg somebody for their attention. Preach, Jason. Yes, Lord. When you don't feel that you're good enough, Pastor, you will beg people to show up to church. But I told God, I ain't begging nobody else. If you come to church, great. If you don't come to church, I ain't chasing you. If you come and sing, I pray you on time. But if you don't come, I ain't chasing you. Why? Because I know I can't beg if I'm blind. And the truth is, you will always beg when you're blind because you don't realize what you have. And sometimes, y'all, I got to be honest with you, sometimes you got to just wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with yourself. Uh, every morning I get up and say, you sure look good. You sure is a handsome, bald-head joker. Yeah, you you going to take over the world. You, you are anointed. You are gifted. Why? Because if nobody else told me, I'm going to tell myself. I don't need you to tell me because I already told myself. I don't need you to confirm nothing in me. Why? Because I already told mine. Because I can't be blind, yeah. I can't be blind to the situation. But Jesus is passing by. Look at the text. Look at the text. And Jesus is passing by the highway side where this man is begging. Watch this. He's not begging because he's lazy. He's begging because he's blind. Let's say it again. He's not begging because he's lazy. He's begging because he's blind. And what happens is some of us are begging because we don't know which direction we should be going in. 
uh, uh, I don't know, some of y'all may not know this, but there used, used to be a song back in the day. See, my church folks ain't going to say nothing. But it was a song that said, you got me going. Oh, y'all know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so sometimes when I'm going through the motions, I'll feel like I'm just going in circles. But watch the text. He heard that Jesus was passing by. He couldn't see Jesus, but he could. Hold on, God. What? He couldn't see Jesus, but he could. Can I give you a point here? Can you trust God that what he gave you is good enough? Oh, y'all missed. This is for the folks on the left side. Can you trust God that what he gave you is good enough? But even though he couldn't see, thank God that he could hear. The big part about this, Sister Alicia, is you have to be careful who you surround yourself with this season. Preach, man. Yes, God, I'm going to try to preach. Because the truth is, you'll have to be careful that you don't surround yourself with people who like you blind. Preach, man. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, sick folks like to hang around sick folk. Yeah, you know the term misery loves company. And this time I told God, God, I'm going to say it like I was in Texas. This time, God, I'm tired of being around broke folk. I'm tired of being around negative. I sure wish God do something for me. I sure wish he make a way. Girl, who do you serve? I serve a God that owns everything. I'm not crying over no light bill. I ain't crying over no car, no. If I got to catch the bus, they can come get the car. If I got to light some candles, I'm a light candle. If God brought me to this, he's going to cover me through this. Am I preaching to anybody that can say he got me? I ain't worried about nothing else. Because the problem is, mother, watch this. He's getting ready to show us it's some people that like you because you're blind. It's some people that only want to hang around you because you are blind. Brother, come here real quick. Come here real quick. Come here. Come here. Close your eyes. He's just laughing. Close your eyes. Now, the truth is, when he's blind... He's trusting that, put your arm on my, put your hand on my shoulder. He's trusting that wherever I lead him is the right way. And this is what, this is what people are doing into your life. We're getting ready to go to pastor study, okay? We're going to pastor study. Now, I need, take a step up. There you go. Step up. There you go. Come over here. All right, sit there. Okay, turn around, sit down. Pastor, we in pastor study. He's going to come get you in a second. Is he in pastor study? But because he's blind, he was depending on somebody to lead him. Come closer, come closer. The problem is we got people leading us and they leading us where they want to lead us. Priest Jason, yes, God. They're leading us where they want us leading us. And because we don't know where we're going, we're trusting in the wrong foe. But I'm praying tonight after you leave out of here that God's going to show you who's meant to be in your corner. After you leave out of here, you're going to be surrounded by some people who will help you through your blindness. Listen, I tell people all the time, that he had to be around somebody who talked about Jesus because he never saw him. 
he never saw Jesus, so he had to be around some people who must have said something about him. What is the people around you saying? Jay, I had somebody in my life at the time I was going through a season and I was, I was saying, man, I sure can't wait to get this Mercedes CLS 550. And so in Houston, I put on a good preacher suit and I went down to the Mercedes dealership and I said, hey, how you doing, sir? I like to drive a CLS 550. He says, sir, here's the keys. I said, you don't need my license? He said, no. I said, you need no ID? He said, no, just take it and come back and tell me what you think. He told the wrong brother <laughs> to take a car. But because the way I looked, I looked like I had it together. And so I went to one of my friend's house and I pulled up. I said, hey, man, come outside. He came outside, Pastor. He said, man, what you doing in that car? You can't afford that car. I said, all right, I'm going to holler at you later. And I rode on to my next friend. I said, hey, man, come outside. And he came outside. He said, oh, my God. Where we going tonight? Where we going? We going to church in it? We going out in it? We going out there? And that's where I told God. I said, God, surround me around some people who not intimidated of my blessing. Surround me around some people who ain't going to hate on me, but that's going to be proud that I'm getting it. Am I preaching to anybody that can say, yeah, she been talking about me only because she jealous. He ain't been liking me only because he jealous. But I need some people in my life who will help me get what God has. He heard, look at the text, look at the text. I'm almost done here, very good. I'm almost done. He says, look, he says, he heard that Jesus was passing by. But this is what happens. A whole bunch of folks, you good up here, man? You good, okay. Bless you. He, a whole bunch of folks were telling him, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And some folks were saying to him, Jesus, son of David, shh, shut your mouth. <laughs> That's what my big mama used to do. She would see me from the audience in the choir stand, shut your mouth. <laughs> but what happens is, watch this. They were telling him to be quiet, but he cried out even louder. Look at the text, look at the text, look at the text. Verse 47, and he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, and says, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. My next point is this. Be careful of people who want you quiet this season. What are you saying? Well, I tell my people all the time, you got to be careful what you let come out of your mouth. Because everybody ain't praying for you, they're praying on you. Let me say it one more time. A lion prays. Matt, watch this. You know, we, we boys, man. And I, and I like watching the Discovery Channel. And one day I was watching Discovery Channel and I couldn't sleep. And I saw a lion pastor going after a gazelle. No, actually, I'm lying. Thank you, God. It was a water buffalo. Huh, thank you for correcting me in front of all these people, Lord. He was going after a water buffalo. And what happens is the lion, he stopped. He was trying to catch the 
water buffalo slipping. He's trying to catch him at his weakest moment. And then what happens is he jumps out and he was expecting the water buffalo to run. But I'm glad the Lord had me watching the episode that night. But the water buffalo got so scared he didn't move. And the lion didn't know what to do. Preach, Jason. Yes, God. And the lion was roar. But the buffalo didn't move. It was so used to the buffalo running that it thought it could run, strip up the lion, and grab the lion by his throat and kill it. God said, watch this. He says the same way the lion works on the water buffalo is how the enemy works on the saints. He doesn't like you crying in the church. He don't like you opening up your mouth. He don't like you lifting up your hands. And that's why he's always trying to tell you, be quiet. It don't take all that. No, you, the Lord ain't done nothing for you. He ain't brought you out of nothing. But I need about seven folks in here. Baby, you can tell me to be quiet. But the more you tell me to be quiet, the more the halalada I'm going to get. I'm going to holler until you move pews. I'm going to holler until my family get changed. I'm going to holler till my marriage come back together. I'm a holler until I get the promotion. I'm a holler until he does it for me. Touch the neighbor and say, you can't keep me quiet. You don't know what I've been through last night. You don't know I made it tonight on $5 worth of gas. You don't know I'm trying to make it tonight. I'm going to eat spaghetti tonight all the way to Friday. Why? Because God been good to me and I'm going to open my mouth. Can you take five seconds to just give God a praise in the house tonight? You're doing good on time, son. Yes, God. I says, can I give y'all a secret? Woman of God, I'm a musician just like you. You play so beautiful. Praise the Lord. One thing you have to understand is that the devil, Satan, Beelzebub, he was an angel. And he was the chief musician. I'm giving you Bible here. And wherever he moved, music flowed out of him. And he got so upset that he didn't like God getting the attention. You know what? I can do this better than you doing this, God. So God cast him down. Stay with me. Don't you understand that because he's a musician, can I, can I, you, you can help me preach, because I came to choir rehearsal last night. The thing about a musician is we, we don't like bad notes. Somebody show is flat up there. Somebody show is sharp. The Lord, the Lord, no, baby. The Lord, the Lord, no. Listen to what I'm telling you. The Lord. But this is what the enemy hates. He hates noise. Because noise has no tone. 
priest, Jason. Yes, God. And a noise, noise doesn't go from a C to a, a D or an E to F or F sharp or A flat or C sharp. It makes, it makes no melodic structure. That's why the devil don't like it when we praise because he can't stand noise. But I like making a devil man every Sunday. I come in here. I ain't going to be on no. I'll be flat. I'll be sharp. But if I got to open my mouth and make a holler until the freeway hear it, until 275 hear me because I need God to do something for me. Watch this. I'm almost done here. Look at the text. Look at the text. Look at the text. Look at the text. And many charged him to be quiet, but he got louder. But as he got louder, Jesus was passing by, and the text says, and Jesus stops. Don't you understand your praise gets his attention? I wish I had about five folks that could holler right there to say, I can't be quiet because I need him to do something for me. Not next week. I need him to do something by Friday. Before I get my paycheck, I need him to do something for me. Am I talking to anybody that say, I can't be quiet because I need his attention? And this is where I'm going to bless all of our people in here tonight. The text says that the people told him to be quiet. But then Jesus stops and then commands them to go to him. So let me help you with something. The same folks that told you to shut up are going to be the same folk that God's going to use to bless you. So you ain't got to cuss them out. Yeah, yeah, I said it. You ain't got to fight them. You ain't got to do nothing. The Bible says he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You got to have enemies in order for you to eat in front of them. You got to have an enemy to see that you came out of what you've been in. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, the same folks that told you to be quiet are the same folks that's getting ready to bless you. Oh, say that again. It's going to be some people that talked about you in 97, but they're getting ready to come back and bless you. The people that mistreated you, the people that left you hanging, the people that messed up your name, the people that messed up your credit, God says, I'm getting ready to send some folk back to you to help you out of what you're in. Preach, man. Y'all sit down, I'm just talking. This is my Bible study now. And, and they go to him. Watch this. After Look at the text. The text says, they told him to be quiet. Jesus says, go get him. And then they go to him. Look at the text. I got to see. I want y'all. There it is. You are on it tonight. Look at the text. It says, and then they called the blind man saying, be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. Shut up. You're doing too much. Now, be a good cheer. The Lord's calling you. Can I help y'all? Y'all may not have this in Cincinnati. But in Houston, Texas, I call them spiritually bipolar. 
because sometimes they want to praise God. Sometimes they look at you crazy. Sometimes they shout and sometimes they mug you the whole time. Sometimes they act like they want to praise and sometimes they look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. But I need somebody to say, I'm going to be consistent. God been too good for me, not for me to be consistent. He's opened too many doors for me, not for me to be consistent. Am I preaching to anybody that can say, I'm so glad he's been consistent when I wasn't? He's been consistent, man. Ago. Close. Let's go to the next scripture so they know I'm not making this up. I can only preach Bible, Pastor. Now, this is where I close. Now, in those days, a beggar was defined by the clothes he had. Priest had certain garments. The Pharisees and Sadducees had certain garments. The harlots. Oh, y'all go, y'all go, y'all go, Eclay. They had them Saturday night garments. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach that. But you could identify the person by the garment that they wore. So the garment that he had on was the garment that represented him as a beggar. It was made of camel's hair, which means it would keep him cool during the heat of the day, but then keep him warm at night. But when Jesus called him, he took off. See, if I was in Houston, they would have hollered right there. All he did was say, come, and he took off. I'm going to wait till they get it. He didn't say, I'm going to bless you. He didn't say, I'm going to give you a new car. He didn't say, I'm going to give you a new house. He just said, come. Can you come and just say, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know I ain't going to need this no more. I ain't going to be begging no more because he called me. I'm just going to wait till I get there to see what he needed. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. He's blind. I'm going to bless 16 of y'all right here. God told me to tell y'all all the way from Houston, Texas, that God said, even when I'm calling you, you don't have to know where I'm at. Just get up and move. Who am I preaching to tonight that can say, because he called me, I don't know where he is. I don't see him, but because he called me, I don't know where he is. Jesus, come on, keep calling my name. If you keep calling my name, I'm eventually find you. Can you move when you can't see? Can you move when you don't have a lot of money? Can you move when your body's rocking with pain? Can you move? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you better move, 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 move. Pastor, I'm sorry, I mean to preach like this tonight. I'm done here. He took off. I'm going to call him in that jacket. When Jesus called him, he knew I ain't going to need this no more. Because even if he don't open my eyes, he called me.
See, some of y'all worried right now about Christmas, but I'm going to bless 17 of y'all right here. I don't care if I can't even get a tree. I don't care if I'm going to have to get Christmas on January 31st because I ain't letting nothing stress me out this season because if God called my name, we're going to have one turkey with Vienna sausages and we're going to sit around the table and be thankful for it and give God praise in spite of what I got. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't care if I got nothing under the tree. I'm glad I still got my life. I'm glad I can lift my hands. I'm glad I can still open my mouth. I'm glad I can still use both of my legs. You and the stressing behind Christmas presents. God says, because he called my name, I'm going to preach down to you prophetically. Can you move not knowing where you're going? Amen. The hardest thing for us pastors is to move without articulated steps. Because y'all know we all analytical. Meet me at the store. Which store? What street? Do I make a left or a right? Is it on the left side or the right side? Just come up the street. I'm going to see you. I'm outside. Watch this. I'm done here. The Bible says that he took off the garment. And he went to Jesus. He couldn't see him. But he could hear him. He couldn't see him. But he could hear him. He couldn't see him. Let me say it three more times. But he could hear him. He couldn't see him. It, it gives me Bible that says faith cometh by. Faith cometh by. Hearing and hearing by. I don't have to see God do it to believe it. Oh, y'all miss me right there. My man right there, the only one God is. See, some of y'all waiting on what the doctor said. Some of y'all waiting on the check to come. But can you believe it? I don't have to see the check. I know it's on the way. I know when I go to the doctor, I'm already healed. I know when I go to work tomorrow, it's already fixed. Who am I preaching to that can say, I don't got to see it as long as I can hear? Because if he said it, that's all I need. But he asks one question, and I close here. He says, what do you want me to do for you? God, I sure could use that new Maxima. I need a new refrigerator. My washing dryer been giving me problems. But God told me to tell you, he says, tonight, I'm going to give you sight. I done went over my time. God says tonight, I'm getting ready to give you, Matt, I'm getting ready to give you sight. Which means, stay with me, stay with me. God's getting ready to show you who's for you. See, some of y'all should have shouted right there. Some of y'all connected to some folks right now that really don't mean you no good. But because you blind, you can't really see that he ain't worth nothing. You can't really see she ain't good for nothing. But God says tonight in the next 30 days, I'm getting ready to open your eyes. 
But this is the killer part. I'm going to bless you because a lot of times we, we preachers don't preach this way, but I'm going to preach a totally different way. It's not for God to open up your eyes for you to start acting funny. I knew she went about nothing anyway. You didn't change your number. But God says, no, I'm going to show you because I want to see how you'll treat them knowing that they mean you no good. See, y'all missed that place to holler. See, you thought you were big and bad, but you ain't big and bad until you can still bless the folks that you know don't care about you. You ain't big and bad until you can talk about the person who you know stole from you. Preach, man. You ain't big and bad until you know that you can still help somebody that saw you on the street and kept driving. So, they get ready to go back to... Houston, Texas. He says, tell the people this. I'm going to open up their eyes so that they can see it but not change. Because, watch this. After tonight, you're not going to have to beg for another thing. See, some of y'all beg before y'all got in here. What you got at your house when I get out? After I get out of service, you got some chicken over there? No, I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat these frosted flakes like they filet money on. I ain't begging nobody else. I don't need your help. I don't need your groceries. I don't need your wa- I'm going to go to the wash interior and save all the quarters I got. I ain't begging no more. So tonight, watch this. I don't know who this is for, but I'm talking to my seasoned saints here because God told me to tell you some of y'all going to have to let some of your children go. I know amen's going to get real expensive there. But God says you've been allowing somebody to wait on you because they've been blind. And sometimes God told me to tell you, he said, sometimes you have to let some people bump their head. Who am I preaching to tonight? They can say, I can't save everybody. So tonight, before you go to bed tonight, only thing I need you to talk to God about tonight is say, Father, I'm not begging for nothing else. You know what I learned? God says, I want to see if you can be appreciative of where you are. Jay, I had a, a one-bedroom apartment, and I was vacuuming that carpet like I was in a mansion. Y'all have a fabuloso here? Y'all have fa- I was pouring fabuloso everywhere. <laughs> Just pouring it. Y'all laughing, but I'm serious. But this is the key. This is the key. This is what he said. He says, how do you expect me to bless you with this if you can't take care of that? Y'all, some of y'all missed it. How do you expect to take God to bless you? God, I showed like another car, but you can't get the oil changed in that. You can't get the tires rotated on that. How do you expect God to bless you with something when you can't take care of where you are? But tonight, God says your begging season is over. 
I close with this analogy because I like painting pictures. I like painting pictures. Hold this other end of this towel, Pastor. I know it's sweaty. Pray for me. We'll wash your hands, okay? Watch this. I don't think it was a coincidence that the woman of God, they sung a song um, that I kept singing, which was Break the Chain. Is that, am I right? Now, the truth of the matter is, I don't know how it is here, but in Houston, we have this big thing called everybody want to be delivered. We got deliverance temple. We got deliverance church, church, church. Deliverance that, deliverance that. And God says, I never talked about deliverance. Because my Bible tells me whom the sun sets. So this is the problem that I want to help you with tonight because it's going to bless some of y'all. I know it is because I know God has given me for you. The truth of the matter is when a woman has a baby, she gives birth to a baby, but when the baby come out, it's still connected to something. And it's called an umbilical cord. She's delivered the baby, but she's still Y'all missed it. The baby is delivered. Walk with me. But it's still connected. And the, what I'm going to bless you with tonight, I promise you, the end of this year is going to be phenomenal for this church. And the people, see, somebody should have hollered there. Yeah, amen. It's going to be phenomenal for me. In Jesus' name. God told me to tell you, he says, I don't just want you to be delivered. I want you to be set. Now this is the problem that we face when you don't cut nothing off. Wherever you go, it goes with you. You done got you a new boot. But your old boo still connected to you. I done said something y'all don't like. I done moved on, but I still got my old church with me. My old church didn't sing like that. My old church, we didn't do it that way. Baby, because you ain't been delivered or set free yet because you're still holding on to some stuff. But who am I preaching to that can say, I got to let this mess go. I'm tired of it holding on to me. Stay here, stay here, stay here, stay here. Can I help y'all understand why we're getting sick? Because, Matt, if I produce a baby and I don't cut the umbilical cord, the baby is still pulling on me. I done broke. Oh, you. Oh, your mic. That's what I was going to blame it on the devil. It had nothing to do with the devil. My hands so sweaty. Watch this. This is the last part I want to help you understand. God told me to tell you that as I was driving here, my friend was riding with me. He said, The reason the people of God are getting so sick. Is because we haven't let the stuff go. Right. And when I birth it, I'm supposed to cut it. Yeah. So I, you can start feeding. Yeah. 
for yourself. But the problem is, if a woman gives birth, come on women, help me out. If a woman gives birth to a child and let it keeps connected, it will start poisoning. Ah, preach man. It will start poisoning the woman because what's meant to be cut is now still pulling on something that needs to be let go of. So what are you saying, Pastor? Well, tonight, thank you, Pastor. You're going to have to cut off some stuff. Because it's blocking what God has for you. And you're not sick. You're not sick because of an illness. You're sick because of stress. I helped somebody right there. You're, 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 you're sick because what you were supposed to cut is pulling on you. So I'm going to pray right here. We're done. We're done. We're done. I'm going to pray right here. That you can just trust and believe that November 30th, 2016, I received a word that said, I can no longer, my season of begging is over. So when I leave here tonight, <laughs> I don't know. See, y'all, see, I got to be honest. Some of y'all going to have to go through your phone tonight. No. You only call me when you get your income tax. You only call me when you don't get yours. Why? Because there's some people that are draining us. And it's, watch this, it's not for you to, watch this, it's not for you to push them off. It's for them to lose accessibility to you. So when you can pay, pray, you can pray, you can pray in peace and say, sometimes you're going you're gonna to have, you're going to have the money and they're going to ask you for it. You're going to say, no, I don't have it. You're going to have to find another way. Why? Because some people are depending on you to save them. And God says, you can't save everybody. So I want us to pray right here. You don't have to stand up. You can just bow your heads right here. And I'm done. I'm going to give the pastor back the mic. Father in heaven tonight, I'm praying for every single person in this room who has been guilty of begging only because we've been blinded. But tonight, God, oh Lord, our eyes are opened. And we will see what you have for us. And Father, we'll have the power to let some stuff go tonight. We'll have the power to cut some things off tonight. Because God, we've been only begging where we've been needy. But tonight, Father, you work, your word says your grace is sufficient. And when everything else is lack, when everything else is going crazy, Father, we're not moved by no president. We're not moved by who's in the White House. We're not moved by who's connected to us. We're not moved by what people say about us. Because our begging season tonight, Father, is over. And so, Father, hear the last part of my prayer. I'm praying tonight that your people in this room sleep like they've never slept before. That some people tonight, Father, are going to have the peace they've been looking for for the last 17 days. Somebody tonight is going to actually rest without any medication.
because, Father, we'll be resting in your presence tonight. God, we believe that it's already done in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God some praise in the house tonight. Come on, jump on your feet. If God's been good, give him some praise in the house tonight.